Hello and welcome to another episode of In Conversation With by Kangaroo Minds. I'm Vedika and today we have with us Sophie Badman. Sophie is a volunteer at the Samaritans in the UK. She is a keen runner who is also going to be running the London Marathon this year for the Samaritans. And she is also a regular contributor with her work at Counselors Cafe. Before we begin our conversation today, where we're going to talk to Sophie more about volunteering at the Samaritans and at the Mental Health Helpline, I'd just like to put out a trigger warning for any of our viewers. In case you find any of the content that we discussed today triggering or distressing, please take a step back, you know, reach out for help and take care of yourselves. So without taking much of your time, we're going to now jump in and hear more from Sophie. So welcome to our episode, Sophie. It's absolutely wonderful to have you with us today. And thank you for joining us. And we'd really like to hear more from you. So starting off, I'm sure you get asked this really often, but what motivated you to volunteer at the Samaritans? Uh, so the, the main motivation was for me, um, a couple of years ago, I was kind of suffering with depression and my own mental health. So. I actually use the Samaritans. Um, to start with, I use their email service, which um, at the time, I suppose, when you think of Samaritans, you only really think of like picking up the phone. And sometimes you only, like as a child or like a teenager, when you think the word Samaritans, you have to, you kind of think that you have to be completely like, you know, suicidal to um, reach out for help. But um, that's not the case. It's if you are struggling, you're feeling alone, mental health you just need someone to listen to you they're there for everybody so yeah I used the email service to start with and um, which really helped me it was quite a nice way to just kind of get things off my chest because the best thing I felt was just getting all the words and all the feelings that you've got you just kind of send it away in an email and it's not an instant response so you get a bit of time before you get a reply and it was just a good way to kind of help cope for a little bit. But um, I also used the phone service a couple of times when um, things got a little bit too much. And again, it was like a lifeline to me. So that's kind of, I thought a few years later, I was um, approached to be in, they do a Samaritan in July and I was raising money for them. And they asked me if I wanted to like feature in it. And I was like, yeah, go on then. So then I kind of got to know the people at central office and um, yeah, I met a few volunteers along the way and I thought I'd love to be able to kind of give back what somebody gave to me one day. So I decided to be a volunteer and it's the best thing I've done. No, I think, you know, that's absolutely wonderful and really brave of you to, you know, share your story. And I think coming from that space of lived experience and of using the Samaritan service line, you kind of know that, you know, the space that they come from, you firsthand benefited from their service as a lot of us have, you know, like, and it's just that space which the Samaritans sort of give you. So in terms of, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're volunteering as a listening volunteer there. So was there any kind of training that you had to do, like, you know, as part of this role before you started, you know, the work at the help? Yeah. I was going to say, you go through like three months of training, which is like a couple of times a week. And the main thing is just kind of like, as well as you obviously you were kind of learning to really actively listen, because I think all of us think like, you know, if, you, if a friend comes to you with a problem, your main thing to do is, which is a very natural response, is to kind of jump in and like maybe relate your own experiences and be like, oh, when I did that, 
oh, when I had this problem, I did this. So you're going more of an angle that it, it's just very natural, but you want to help fix the problem. You want to give a solution rather than just to just kind of stop and just listen to them. Because that is like the most powerful tool we have when somebody is struggling and comes to us and, you know, just needs a little bit of help is just to literally just stop talking and listen. So the, that's the main training is to like kind of fight against your natural instincts to be like, do this, do that. And just, you know, give people space, listen. And it's also about you've got to look after yourself because, you know, some calls can resonate with you can you know touch on very personal things that you might have experienced so it's learning that obviously we're here to listen but we're also you know we need to be looking after ourselves, which is lovely because I think it's it's a very community where we're all just supporting each other so it's a, a bit about yeah just listening and you know just generally keeping yourself on on top form as well you mentioned you know a really important point and I will come to like the listening aspect a little later but it's about like taking care of your own self because you know sometimes the conversations which people have at the Samaritans can range from you know them as you mentioned earlier as well being you know suicidal or contemplating self-harm ranging from just feeling you know isolated or like low or lonely or just a bit anxious and that can sometimes take a toll on your mental health as well as a listener so how do you personally take care of, you know, your well-being and prioritize your self-care in the process? Yeah, I was going to say, well, like on as when I'm in like Samaritan mode on duty, we always have another volunteer um, with you. You never do it on your own. So if you do take a bit of a tough call, you can stop, have a cup of tea, have a biscuit, talk it through. You also have a leader. So if there is something that, you know, kind of upsets you, you can phone. And there's just always somebody there. For that side of things but um more personally I obviously like you mentioned earlier I run a lot and um, mm. you just got to take time out I just enjoy sometimes just you know chilling out watching tv just going for a walk getting out with nature catching up with friends it's always good to just kind of forget about serious things and just have a have a drink with your friend but I think it, you know you've just got to look after yourself as well and prioritize that over because you know you're with yourself the most time so you've got to <laughs> Yeah, because you know sometimes it can be hard to you know disconnect from that conversation and you know that's why I said I wanted to talk to you about how you take care of yourself as well because as a listener as a volunteer sometimes we forget that the person we're talking to can also you know be dealing with a lot of hard things through that conversation so another aspect of like the conversation itself is, you know, have you ever had a situation where you've had to deal with something which is either, you know, triggering for you or it comes from like an extreme opposite view from your own? So how would you handle that, for instance? And um, you kind of just like you said, you've just got to disconnect it. You just kind of think, you know, I'm there for that person kind of no matter what at the end of the phone and you just you almost just like leave your own personal anything like and just put a pocket in a box and mm. then you just pick up that box when you leave so I can't say I ever have really because I'm just in I kind of just like for that that amount of time that I'm on the phone it's just all about them and you just kind of give it your all so I haven't had a situation like that yet as a as a listener but yeah you just kind of I just forget about myself really I'm just more for that person for that amount of time that they need me on the phone right 
So let's say for someone who's not familiar with, you know, how the Samaritans work, what can you tell us a bit of, you know, what can someone expect when they call in to the Samaritans? Yeah, so I was going to say, so when um, you pick up the phone, it's always a nice, like, gentle, like, Samaritan's going to help you. And if you're, because when I personally, like, picked up a phone, I was obviously, as a caller, I was terrified. So sometimes you can be a bit, you know, quiet, scared to start with. You don't get rushed. You just say, take your time. I'm here for you. You don't get pressured into talking about anything you're not ready for. It's very much you lead the conversation and we will walk alongside you. You tell us how much you want to talk, you, how much you want to, how little you want to. It's it's just about you for that, like however long the call is. So there's absolutely no pressure to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. So it's just very much on, on your terms because the first call I did, I probably didn't say as much as I wanted to because you kind of, you know, you're just getting a feel for it but then the kind of the second third time I find you get a little bit more kind of you just get used to it I guess but yeah it's very much your time we're there to listen. Right and I think you know as you mentioned like you know just sort of adding is that you know people can expect like an element of conflict confidentiality when they call into the Samaritans you like you know you'll be heard you know there will be an empathetic person on the other line and you sort of be validated in that process and you know like we know from a mental health perspective that one thing which makes a huge difference to people in distress is that you know just having someone out there who will listen and sometimes you know that solves a huge amount of the problem that they're going through at that point you know just knowing that okay somebody cares about me enough to listen to what I have to say and listen to what I'm going through without you know like what you mentioned earlier like someone who's not going to jump in and sort of try to fix it or be like oh you know I went through this or get into that space so how do you feel that you know in our own capacity as individuals we can be better listeners I think it's just a moment I think it's sometimes you just kind of need to just kind of stop talking and give somebody space I mean like you said we're all I'm I'm 100% guilty before I kind of joined Samaritans of being that I'm very much one of those people that when somebody comes to me with a problem I'm like oh I just want to help them I want to fix you know but you can't sometimes you know the only person that can really kind of fix your own problems is yourself so the best thing you can do for somebody is just kind of give them space and just I always find um, if somebody like wants to talk to you, you just put, you know, put phones away, put any distractions away. You could just go for a walk really. Sometimes it's nicer just to be side by side. It's not as intense if somebody has something difficult that they want to talk about. If you are kind of, you know, face on, it can be quite like, oh, someone's judging me. But the best thing, yeah, you can do is just kind of, just stop talking, just give them space. And just allow them to just validate how they're feeling because it can be tough and some people aren't always going to want to open up that easy but literally listening is the most powerful tool that we have to help somebody when they're struggling so uh i think you shared a lot about you know your experiences at the samaritans and you know how it's been along the way what would you say have been like, you know, your high and low points as part of this role? Like, you know, in terms of your learning, in terms of the experiences, 
that you had? And I'd say the people I've met along the way has been the absolute highlight. You kind of go into this little community and everybody is just like really friendly. I've made like a few good, like amazing friends. And in the space of like a few months, you just almost become like best friends with people. And it's like, wow, I wasn't expecting, you know, you don't expect to feel like that close to people straight away. So that's definitely like the highlights. I can't think of anything that's really been, I'd say like obviously the training is challenging and uh, it's not easy because obviously you're going to touch on topics throughout the training because you've got to be prepared to hear anything. But I wouldn't say I have a low point, but I would say that, you know, it's going to be challenging along the way. It's not going to be easy, but the kind of benefits and the rewards that you get from it is like just out of this world, really. So, yeah, I'd say just it's challenging, but just the people are just amazing and I love it. So I wouldn't change it. <laughs> no, I think, you know, like also now with the whole COVID situation, things have really changed and there's a lot of conversations where people talk more about mental health and well-being and self-care. And these are concepts which have become far more mainstream conversation than what they used to be. It's not that, you know, people didn't have mental health issues before the COVID crisis, but now there's a lot more emphasis being given to that. And one of the things that's coming up is the conversations around the new normal. So when we talk about the whole new normal, like what is something you would like to see, which is like part of this whole new normal? Um, I think it would just all be nice to just be kinder to each other, really. I think like for lockdown, for me, when you were in like the first one, you were just... Um, because obviously you could only like really go out once a day. It was all about going for that walk and people would say hello to each other. And you wouldn't usually get that before because everybody was so busy and I've got to go to work, I've got to rush here, I've got to, we were all just rushing around and that was normal to us. But now we've all kind of, I think it's just a slow down and we're all hopefully like just keep on appreciating each other. And that, you know, that one hello, how are you? That could just be the only communication somebody gets all day. So just taking time out just to be kind to each other, I think, has, I just really hope that like continues into the new normal. And like, again, with social media, like I still see like, you know, things on Twitter and things and people are just so horrible to each other on like comments and stuff. And I think during like the lockdown, we were all, you know, we're here for each other, we're there, we're this. And it would just be nice for everybody just to be nice to each other. I think, I think that would be the new normal, hopefully. No, I hope so. I think you made a very, very valid and beautiful point about like, you know, just kindness and sort of empathy and all of that, that, you know, we were all in this together. I think, you know, that's something which COVID has sort of given us that feeling that, you know, no matter where you are in the world, we're sort of going through this together and that's how we're going to get through it. So, and um, as a parting word, you know, what would be your one piece of advice to anybody who's having a hard time with their mental health right now? I would say the best thing you can do, and I, I know how difficult it is, but just reach out, you know, talk to a friend, talk to a family member, if you feel that you can, or if not, you know, just send an email to Samaritans or pick up the phone or, you know, any like mental health charity or just it's not I know it's easy for me to say but 
it doesn't last forever and it might feel like you know your world is crashing down right now but just please reach out you know you're loved you're validated we want you here so just you know just that one little step just take it in really small steps and if even if you can just text someone and just say I'm not feeling great and then just let somebody just let someone in just to give you that little bit of extra support because it's it's not the end and there are people who care for you and want to help you I think you know you've put it in such an articulate way that you know yes there is always that hope there's always someone who cares and it will get better I mean you know and that's for people when they hit their lowest point you just feel that you know no it's gonna be like this always and I think that's when also where the Samaritans also come in in terms of giving you that hope and sort of helping you through that conversation and if it's not the Samaritans you know for our viewers anywhere in the world you can find a range of you know other websites and resources on our website and if you're in the UK just know that you know 116 123 any day of the week any month of the year you know 24 7 someone at the Samaritans will be there to answer your call and sort of help you. And as Sophie mentioned, there's also an email address that you can write into, you know, if that's something you prefer doing. So thank you, Sophie, for being with us today and, you know, sharing your story, for sharing so many insights with us, because I know a lot of people are usually very curious about like what it is like when you call in a helpline, like you just never know what to expect. So I think that was something we really wanted to do is, you know, have that conversation with you as someone who, you know, has had the experience, you've contributed to the book by the Samaritans as well, and you are someone who is actively involved in that role. And I'd also like to thank you on behalf of all our viewers and every single person who's probably used the Samaritans helpline for everything that you and your team at the Samaritans too, because I think every day you all are going out there and, you know, making such a huge difference to so many people. And these are people who you will probably never meet. You don't even know who they are. It's just that whole sort of selflessness of the whole activity of just helping somebody. So also, as you said, like, I hope that spirit of kindness sort of continues going forward. Yeah. And... Uh, and lastly, absolutely. And for anyone tuning in today, just know, you know, I mean, even Sophie said, and this is something which we've always reiterated a lot at Kangaroo Minds that if you're having a hard time, just reach out for help. Know that, you know, there is help available out there. It could be a professional. You may want to speak to a helpline. You may speak to someone, you know, a loved one, just reach out to someone. It will make you feel better and things will get better, even though it may not seem that way right now. So till next time, we hope you all stay well and stay healthy. And please share this with anybody who you feel will benefit from hearing this conversation. And we hope to see you again soon. Thank you.